Surprise Vitamizers, we have an episode for you today and I'm so excited to be sharing it with y'all. Um, this is the How Do You Health podcast, of course, and I'm Allison here in Austin, Texas with MSW Lounge. By the time you're listening to this, Baldo and I will be somewhere in Costa Rica. So uh, excited to be sharing this New Year's Eve edition of the podcast with you. And I'm actually really glad that we decided to post this one on this day because the interview is with some people who don't drink ever, including on New Year's Eve, and they're going to get into that uh, in a second. But of course, as always, the How Do You Health podcast is brought to you by MSW Lounge. MSW Lounge is located in Westlake Hills in Austin, Texas. We provide a variety of services, including vitamin shots and IVs, the whole Slenderella family, concierge medicine, chiropractic, massage therapy, a vitamin drink bar, and tons of other local company offerings for ways to clean up your health and naturally stay that way for a long time. Find out more at www.mswlounge.com. We are also brought to you by Slenderella. Slenderella is a vitamin shot and IV blend that was designed to help your liver function optimally. It got its name when the creators started noticing that liver detox was causing many clients to lose weight. Now there is a whole line of different Slenderella blends that you can customize for your needs, as well as a supplement line to support all of your Slenderella goals. You can find distributors and more information at www.slenderellausa.com. This podcast is sponsored by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date on their events and programs. This podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more at www.flabstofitness.com. So today's guests are founders of two different companies that I think you're going to find very interesting. The first is called Sands Bar, and uh, the owner of that is um, Chris Marshall. And we interviewed him alongside Laura Silverman, who we found and connected with on Instagram. She is at We Are Sober, and. John shares a bit of stuff that he hasn't shared before on this podcast, and this is just a really interesting, touching episode, and I think if you're deciding that you don't want to drink anymore, definitely listen to this. I know the social pressure to drink is very heavy a lot of the time, and I think this is just a really encouraging episode, especially on a day like New Year's Eve. Of course, if you want to drink, go have at it, have fun. Slenderella is a liver detox, so that helps. <laughs> but um, if you don't want to drink, you don't have to. And these guys are proof and they have created awesome messages and companies surrounding that. So I'm going to let them share that. Here is Laura Silverman and Chris Marshall on the How Do You Health podcast. Hi, well, welcome to the... <laughs> All right, welcome to the How Do You Health podcast. We're going to have an amazing episode today. Uh, we're talking about sobriety, about keeping it fun, going out at night, and 
staying sober. I mean, we've been doing that for many years now. Uh, I know John for a little bit longer. I want to hear y'all's story as well too. But um, that's always interesting, right? Because I know that whenever I stopped drinking, and I know that when he stopped drinking, it was always like, I don't want to go out because my friends like are gonna want to push me to like mm-hmm. to drink, and it's always like, no, you can have fun without the drinking part. Right? Yeah. Like, so we're gonna talk a little bit about that. And I know you just got off a plane. And <laughs> yeah. I know that you've been in Austin right now for about nine years. We also have Nurse Doza down here. And uh, we're going to be talking about, I'm sure, vitamins as well, too, and yeah. chemistry and biochemistry and all that. And I'm Tex-Mex Yogi, so let's go ahead and uh, get started. Tex-Mex Yogi. I yeah, like that. Well, Namaste. I'm, yeah. I'm a yogi. There we go. Well. We, got, we have tons. She's a yoga instructor oh, as well. Okay. That's the thing about Austin. It's not like they do yoga. They teach yoga. Yes. Like everyone teaches everyone yoga, right? Teach yoga. I teach at this place. I teach at this uh-huh. on part-time and all that stuff. Um, so y'all have come together, something pretty incredible that y'all have created, uh, Sands Bar. Right, and the idea behind it is it's Austin's first sober bar. It's the first sober bar in Texas. First sober bar in Texas, yeah. which is a bold statement because Texas is known for beer drinking. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. All right. So why a sober bar in Texas and Austin of all places? Oh, because that's what, that's what I think you know, we need. We need a place that is all the fun without the alcohol. I mean, just growing up in Texas, everything. Thing was a party and we don't need much of a reason to party in texas right yeah uh it, super bowl um weddings quinces like we we do it all like yeah. we don't need a reason <laughs> you know we will party regardless and right. so i think that's part of what informs um my experience you know just with forming a a place that felt like fun but took out that element that was unhealthy for me yeah um and and what i found along the way is that people uh like myself need that and they crave that same environment um, all the music and atmosphere I, I often tell people if you close your eyes on a Friday night in Sands Bar you do not know that you're in a sober bar yeah it sounds just the same um, the crowd the music everything about it sounds feels uh, like a traditional bar yeah, because you still got the cigarette smokers, right? Still got those. <laughs> that's, still got those. that's what oh, keeps it a bar. Va- right? Now it's vaping. It's now, vaping now. Now it's vaping. Yeah. Like yeah. cigarettes are legal in... in well, no, it's like not anymore, cigarette? but you okay. still have the smokers that go outside if you have a patio <laughs> or whatever. You yeah. know, that's the thing. That's what I remember about AA. It's like you, you stop drinking, all of a sudden you pick up smoking and you drink coffee like it's going out of style. That's, <laughs> that's a bunch of candy, right? <laughs> well, that's a whole other story. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so so do y'all serve coffee at this at the bar? We don't serve coffee. Because you don't need to because it's late tonight right well that and i really was intentional about the drinks that we serve because i know uh you know often one of the criticisms of sober bars is you know well then why do you need a sober bar why don't you just go to a coffee shop Mm. and the truth is you can't engage with people the same way as you can uh, at a at a at a bar Uh, you can't say for instance Hey man, uh, that's a nice watch. You don't do that at Starbucks. You know, yeah. you can't do that. Yeah. It's only at a bar that you feel the freedom to, to be uh, to be open yeah. to uh, all different kinds of uh, possibilities. And so I think, uh, you know, using the name bar in the name and then also just avoiding some of those pitfalls like serving coffee. Yeah. Um, not that there's anything wrong. I love coffee. But yeah. um, I wanted to create a different setting. Mm-hmm. And to do that, I had to create a different drink menu. Yeah. Well, it- I mean, that makes sense because any, any time, anytime I go to a coffee shop, no matter what time of the day, I feel like work mode. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, like mm-hmm. it's time to do some work and I can sit down right here and drink my coffee and like hammer down some of my to-do lists because mm-hmm. it's extensive. Sometimes. Because it's quiet too, right? And it's quiet, yeah. right? You don't want that there. Right. So we, we've paired in our minds 
coffee shop with, you know, quiet, inside voices, um, a certain, you know, uh, mentality of like getting work. And, and I just wanted to do something that was a space that wasn't work-centric or kind of study-centric that was completely divorced from all that. It was just a, a place where people who don't know each other can connect. I love it. Uh, so what do you serve there? So, great question. So, uh, commonly known as mocktails, uh, you know, we serve drinks that are uh, delicious, that stay away from, like, sugar, because uh, yeah. I think that's also, um, you know, I think you guys could probably speak on yeah. um, the perils of sugar. Yeah. Uh, but it, it stay away from the sugar, but are still great grown-up adult beverages. Um, okay. So, uh, I like to call them alcohol-free or spirit-free yeah. uh, drinks. Um, and so we do things like a, a, a mule, it's kind of like, you know, a rosemary and ginger mule, so that'd be like a rosemary simple syrup with ginger beer and lime, really fresh, really bold and biting uh, flavors. Uh, we also uh, like to play around with uh, different juices, but we don't want to create a juice bar. We want to create real drinks that taste real, but aren't um, a recall to uh, alcoholic beverages. We're hmm. trying to create an entirely new drinking experience, if that makes sense. Yeah, you also don't yeah. want someone walking in there's like, might as well just go down the street and have the same one with them. Mm -hmm. Right, <laughs> right. And so, you know, just we're very aware of that um, in our in our drink uh, menu. We just try to make it fun. Um, we, we love using things like elderflower, echinacea, honey, uh, fresh lemon, um, just really great drinks that are just entirely different than anything else uh, you would find at a bar. So it's not a juice, but it's not it's not a drink that you would find at your local bar. Mm -hmm. I would totally drink an echinacea drink. That's that sounds awesome. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. but the thing is, like now you're wanting me to go there just say, well, this bar has echinacea drinks. Like no other bar, like not even the Juice Land bars that mm -hmm. we have here right. have that stuff. So I think right. that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So you have the mocktails, uh, the spirit free. All right, do you do y'all serve food there? We do. We we serve like little light snacks and stuff. The cool thing about where we're at, uh, which is Twelfth and Chacon. Uh, right there in the heart of East Austin, yep. uh, is that there's a couple of food trucks in pretty close proximity. Mm. There's a vegetarian soul food place that Ooh, just opened. Yeah, of course. That sounds, <laughs> That's awesome. Come on. That sounds really Come good. On, right? That's awesome. So yeah, mm -hmm. so we have like things like that. We have a, we have a pizza place right around the corner. So there's there's plenty of food, and we didn't want to get bogged down by food either. We really wanted to just be a bar. And when you go to a bar on West West Sixth Street you don't really go for the food necessarily. You're going for the connection, yeah. and you're going for the drinks. Yeah. Um, but, but it's really the connection. That's why we gather. We gather for that, that sense of community and belonging. Right. And I saw that y'all have events. Like, y'all have different events. Like, you're coming in for an event, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. Tomorrow night. All right. So what's going on tomorrow night? Well, tomorrow night is the one-year anniversary celebration of when this guy started. And um, a year ago, I was in Austin for a different event, and he was having his first pop-up bar ever, and I completely geeked out. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to go to this, and I missed it by a week. But that was, I mean, the very first time that he was doing a pop-up experience, and I, I've been a supporter since day one yeah. um, for, just to give you a little background of, of what I do and why I'm here, um, I started a blog called The Sobriety Collective a few years ago, mm -hmm. and my niche is featuring creatives who live a substance-free lifestyle. So when I say creative, it, it 
it's definitely fine arts, but it goes beyond that too. So we have writers, musicians, artists, but we have chefs and entrepreneurs and yoga instructors and athletes. I have a former NFL guy who, um, who got sober a few years ago and is featured on there. Um, comedians, lots of comedians, because uh, oh, yeah. comedy comes from a dark place. Oh, yeah. So um, lots of people who find some sort of creativity, and there's a huge myth and misconception that uh, creativity dies when you stop using. Mm -hmm. People think that using fuels creativity, but really it robs you of it. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to show people that you can absolutely be creative when you get sober. And um, I did kind of start it as like um, a way for for people in recovery to kind of gather together, which I am, but I, I follow um, multiple pathways really, not just one program. Um, but you know, this past year, I've really kind of embraced um, the the substance-free, alcohol-free vibe where it's not just people in recovery. And that's something that, that we even, you know, we're, I'm not trying to out you, but you talk about being in recovery too. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. you know, we're both, we're both in recovery, but like we both kind of, we realize that there's, um, it's sort of getting soapboxy here, but there's this um, hashtag zero proof nation. We're trying to make it a thing. Mm -hmm. um, but basically, lots of people are sober or sober curious for one reason or another. And why, you know, why alienate the pregnant woman who wants to have a good time with her girlfriends um, or someone who can't drink because of a medical issue but wants to still go out and have fun. Um, obviously people in recovery, but a lot of health conscious people are drinking a lot less these days and or maybe, you know, trying on a month or two of sobriety. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's really great that there are like physical manifestations now with, with Sands Bar and a couple of other places that have sprouted up across the country um, that have just are sort of like being the, like I said, the physical manifestation of a lot of community that's already been like brewing, yeah. pun intended. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so th that's why I'm here. I've been wanting to, I've been wanting to go to a Sands Bar event for <laughs> a year now. That's cool. It's finally happening. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So just one year ago, you didn't get to meet him. It was just No, like, we've been friends online and nice. on the phone for a year, but I've been a, a massive supporter. I featured him uh, this summer and, um, I'm really proud of everything that he's accomplished. So we're we're each other's cheerleaders. Absolutely, that's you cool. Know, I, yeah, I'm very grateful that's for awesome. Laura giving me an opportunity uh, on her uh, website and just the continued support. I appreciate it because uh, mm -hmm. you know, like you said, 363 days ago, um, this was just an idea. Um, it was an idea that I had for a long time. It was informed by my work as a counselor, uh, and I had no idea what would happen so we had this one event six people who weren't related to me or I didn't like weren't my friends showed up and uh I don't know I didn't take that as failure I took that as that we were onto something and it started off as once a month uh we were popping up literally anywhere we could find uh space so we found this great space on South Lamar and Old Torf for a few events we moved up north uh did something on North Lamar uh out, out in like a backyard space. Um, we were really just determined to make this happen. And as we began to continue to do pop-ups, interest grew. Um, we found, a, or a, a great company found us, a dry soda company, uh, and they've, uh, based in Seattle, and they've just believed in us since day one. And they've been a huge supporter, uh, sending us product, uh, which is fantastic. And so um, it, it's, 
occurrences like that that really made this work because um, of my own just one person uh, it wasn't possible but it's taken a community of businesses and nonprofits and uh, just human beings to make this a dream this dream come true yeah. It takes a village, right? It yeah. takes a village to raise a bar. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Cute little no, bar. The, <laughs> was that something like a dream of yours before to to have a bar um, of some sort or a community place like that? Let's say back even because I know the reason I'm asking mm -hmm. is because him and I we uh, met in college and mm -hmm. we we always said we we're gonna have a bar. We're we're gonna have a bar. Mm -hmm. At some point we stopped <laughs> drinking, but then we we still have a bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have a vitamin bar. We now we have yeah, a vitamin yeah. bar. Yeah. So that's that's the reason for my question there. Mm -hmm. But did you have is that was that something for you that you wanted at some point? You know, Sandspar wasn't born out of a dream. It was born out of a nightmare. Um, mm -hmm. I was working as a clinician uh, in Austin. Uh, that's what I do for full time job. I work eight hours as a counselor, and then I come home and almost work eight hours as a bar owner. Um, but this was born out of a nightmare. Uh, I had a client who was just a wonderful beautiful human being and uh, before uh, that person left this earth uh, we talked at length about the struggle of being a 20 something 30 something professional in Austin and just how difficult it was to change your entire life to still go to office parties to still uh, make new friends and asking people will you be my friend and how difficult that was when you are starting to get gray hair like it was uh, she was just a great person, and um, that loss, um, it just snapped something inside of me. And I knew that what we were doing as a profession, as a counselor, as a counselor was insufficient. Um, because the help is from 8 to 5, mm -hmm. but the need is from 5 to 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And so we needed a, a, a kind of a third space to, to occupy and meet that need and so that's where Sandspark comes from it comes from a very real place and uh, not a night goes by that we're open that I don't think about that person I don't think about just what a gift um, their unfortunate loss uh, gave to the city and to this world yeah mm -hmm. I, I, I see that out of chaos usually there's a beautiful mm. something rising from the ashes right mm -hmm. the phoenix right and I, I used to when I was getting sober, I, I remember I had uh, that message right above my desk because, you know, when you're going through the struggles, you know, just because you stop drinking doesn't mean, like, everything gets better, mm. right? I mean, it's like, it's, oh, yeah, depression goes away, anxiety goes away, you know, like, my anger goes away. No, it's like, it's you're still, it's all now. more noticeable. It's like, I just can't drink to hide it anymore. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to. So yeah. I remember, like, why did I go down this path, right? And and you you took something that was obviously detrimental, and said, how can I make something out of this to where it, it helps others? Mm -hmm. And I think that's beautiful because a place like Austin, people come here to drink. Mm -hmm. Like people say, I'm going to go to 6th Street like I go to Bourbon Street in New Orleans. Like I'm going to go there and just party. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. well, I mean, right? we used to be in school in San Antonio. We'd be like, oh, we're not partying in San Antonio. We're partying in Austin. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, dude, what's cool? <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> St. Yeah. Mary's, yeah. St. Yeah. Mary's. That was so, the TSA. So there you go. Like, yeah. we'd, be dr we'd be driving back at 3 o'clock in the morning after mm -hmm. drinking here all day, which is not this morning. No, we, uh, we <laughs> preface this, this, this. We did a lot of stupid stuff in there. But the other thing was my then-girlfriend was a bartender on 6th Street. Mm. And so when we graduated, moved up here, because uh, I grew up here, uh, moved back here, you know, everyone was a bartender 
at one point on 6th Street, you know, uh-huh. four or five. So you could walk across. And, you know, the way for people who haven't been to Austin, it's literally like a 200, 300 bars, like in the span of a mile or something. Like oh, maybe boy. that, right? So the idea <laughs> is that you can literally jump across the street to go see anyone, grab a shot, and then walk right back. It's just not like Bourbon Street where you can't just take the drinks with yeah, you. you. Like, that's the one thing that's the difference. But um, stays open until 2. Doesn't stay open until I don't know what it is in D.C. or not. But I wouldn't know anymore. Wouldn't anymore. Yeah, <laughs> they might have changed the, things. But, but. <laughs> but that's the thing is that you would literally be able to go and drink all night if mm-hmm. you wanted to. And it was this whole lifestyle that you get engulfed in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I, I remember it was – it was incredible because at the time I thought I was so, a social butterfly and meeting people mm-hmm. and saying I'm developing friends and connections and all that. And you stop drinking, like, surprisingly, they all went away. <laughs> and I'm like, my phone's not ringing anymore. <laughs> you know, like, nobody wants to hang out with me on Friday night. Those were nights. the drinking buddies. They were drinking the buddies, right? Mm-hmm. And so the funny thing was when I, when I was, like, going through my first year, I remember I'd want to go hang out you know fear of missing out right so my mm-hmm. buddies are going out to this bar i'm like Shit, that's the only place to hang out i guess i'll go hang out there mm-hmm. and i remember it sucked i was miserable and pissed off about many different things right mm-hmm. and they, the only thing at the time that i could really drink as i was sick of water was dr pepper mm-hmm. because what i didn't realize at the time is when you stop drinking your body's still craving sugar mm-hmm. yeah. right and so i was eating nutella like it was going out of style and drinking big gulps of dr peppers and i'm like <laughs> Guys, so everyone comes up, do you want some Dr. Pepper? And I'm sitting here holding a Dr. Pepper, everyone else is drinking a beer. I'm like, this sucks. I'm like, you get nothing out of this Dr. Pepper, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, at mm-hmm. all. And then I have to sit here and listen to this stupid, drunk idiot tell Repeat. me the same story mm-hmm. over and, and over again. And more slurping. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, damn it, am I, if, I was like this. Like, yeah, I, yeah like, it's a mirror. Like, it's totally a mirror. Yeah. So then you start recalling, like, damn, how much of an asshole was I with all those years, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and so then after a while, like, you know, my wife, you know, would was very supportive was like well do you want to go out and go do something mm-hmm. i'm like what do i do after nine o'clock at night in austin right. what do i do i can go movie and catch a show which are a lot a lot of bars too mm-hmm. yeah and then i'm like other than that i'm not going to go to a bunch of meetings at night right i don't want to do that and i'm like well i'm just going to stay at home and just be mad mm-hmm. and so like now that oh. this is an option <laughs> it's cool because moving past that i do want to go out like i go to mohawk right Mm -hmm. we go to acl and this i tolerate like everything around me because i'm in a good spot but the same deal of saying there's a place you can go that doesn't necessarily mean you go to the bowling alley Mm -hmm. right like i just don't want to be around alcohol right Mm -hmm. like i just but so if you go out you're Mm -hmm. usually going to be around the bar you know so Mm -hmm. now you get to be around a place that people are just like-minded and i bet you there's a lot of people out there that they're not in recovery either. They just want to mm-hmm. go out there and have a good time. So there's something that I've I discovered. Like I had all these expectations about what this experience would be. Um, but one thing I did not anticipate were how many people did not identify with being in recovery. Yeah. Um, my my path to this existence of sobriety looks like me going to meetings. Um, my home group is about two miles that way. Um I, I grew up in AA. Um, I got sober at 23, so everything I knew about kind of socialization was through AA, and I didn't realize that people—that's not how people came to their, you know, abstinence from alcohol. Um, and then when I became a counselor, I realized, like, you know, 12-step meetings are great, but it's—it's it's not a box that everyone can fit into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. so one thing that I've encountered is that a lot of people come to uh, Sandsbar. Because they, they want the community, but they don't necessarily get down with the whole 12-step thing. Yeah. And that's totally cool. There's a total spectrum 
of sobriety. Um, from being just sober curious to being, you know, long-term lifers. You know, people who just like, I make this a, a lifelong change. And I think we've been accommodating for the longest time, just went into that spectrum. Mm -hmm. And we forget all these other people who are just sober curious and who are just trying to figure out like what their relationship with alcohol really is. Or maybe they're, maybe they're straight edge yeah. and mm -hmm. they just choose not to imbibe or use drugs, but straight edge people have a crap load of fun. I don't know if I can swear on this. So. Oh, you can swear oh, a shitload of fun. Yeah. And they go to concerts, they get crazy. Yeah. Um, they usually yeah. the crazier ones, right? They're like the skateboard yeah. punks and all mm -hmm. that stuff. Mm -hmm. They're doing crazy yeah. like flips and all that. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm with you on it. I, I have a whole group of, of people now that it's almost like there's an appreciation, mm -hmm. right? For the idea of saying like, I, yeah, I don't do that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, like I don't, I, don't, I don't drink. And it's weird because Austin is an epicenter of health and wellness. And so it's almost like you expect certain people like, oh, you don't drink. You're like, no, nah, I don't drink. But they might not be in recovery. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. They're just right. like, it's, it's just not really healthy. Cool. Mm -hmm. right? exactly. it's, just, it's not healthy for me. I don't like the way I feel off of it. And I'm like, well, did you hit a you know, rock bottom like the rest of us? And all I was like, nah. No. I just I saw my family that, you yeah. know, my dad did this or my mom was doing this. I didn't like it. And uh, I blacked out one time. That's all I needed to know. And after that, mm. I was done. They don't like wasting days with yeah. hangovers. Yeah. I was like, what? You didn't have to go through that? When you wake up to work all hungover, like, <laughs> how am I going to plow through this day? And, you know, or in a I mean, hospital. Or, or in a hospital. Yeah. And see, that's the thing. Going back to AA, uh, mine was a, a Bolden house. Okay, Bolden, yeah. Yeah, so... Little pink house. Little pink house, man. Yeah. For anyone that's out there, yeah. it, is, it is the 04. It is the, <laughs> the, the, the eclectic zip code of Austin. It's the most Austin of Austin. It's the most Austin of Austin. And, and at the time, I remember riding my bike over there. It, it, well, it's, it's interesting because, like, you had... It was, it was a mix between beginners and your elders, mm -hmm. but it was more beginners, mm -hmm. right? So you had people who were popping in and out. Sometimes, you know, you listen to them and like, yeah, I slept under a ditch last night. Mm -hmm. I'm passing through here, but I heard Austin is a cool place. I'm going to try to find, you know, plant my roots here. Mm -hmm. Or people would be there and say like, yeah, I've been here 30 years and I've been sober 30 years and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it was weird because there was no in between. So mm -hmm. when I'd show up to meetings, it was like a lot of people would just bitch. Mm -hmm. It was like their opportunity to go bitch. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I, that's not why I'm here. I'm here mm -hmm. to learn I want to learn like how I function this way and how life can get better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there used to be this one gentleman at the end of every meeting. He's like, does anyone else have anything to say? He's like, mm -hmm. life sucks. Stay sober. <laughs> he said at every single meeting. And I was like, that's horrible. I don't like hearing that because <laughs> life doesn't have to suck. Mm -hmm. Right? And so now like the meetings that I do go to, mm -hmm. it's like a lot of elder and they share the funny stories. Like one guy talked about, I knew I hit rock bottom when I landed a plane in, in Wisconsin and the feds were waiting for me. And uh, they knew exactly what was on the plane. Wow. And I was like... You do hear some stories. Yeah, I was like, damn, I, I, that's, that's not my rock bottom. Yeah, you got yeah. me beat, man. You know, yeah. so, and it's always that's, the one that's like the most quiet, right? doesn't yeah. say anything. And also, yeah, I was, I was just by the feds, man. I'm like, mm -hmm. that's, that's interesting. But they have a different perspective on life. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so it's not all a focus to center, like, here's the downfall. Here's the negative. Or they, they move past that, right? Yeah, right. everyone keeps working on themselves, mm -hmm. right? But at the same time, what you said, I don't necessarily want to go to a meeting all the time mm -hmm. to see that. Right. Right. And, and in, you know, not in defense, but, you know, I think that one thing that I've learned this last year is that people have a lot of AA and 12 steps, I not just say AA because there's NA, there's mm -hmm. CA, there's a lot of other A's, um, but they have a lot of 12 step trauma because they want to derive something from it that it cannot give. 
there's really only one primary focus in those groups, and that's to not do whatever the negative substance or behavior is. Right. And so to ask more of it than it is intended to give is 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 it's tough. I mean, like you, you're gonna get disappointed because you're you're asking for it to give you something that just it can't give. You disagree. Yeah. yeah. You disagree. It's fine to say. say well, it. see, no, we, I love that we're friends and we definitely agree to disagree on yeah, some things. Yeah. I, I do have 12-step trauma. Um, yeah. But what I was going to say before I get into that is that um, there there are a lot of, you know, AA lovers and AA haters and not a lot of in-between people, mm-hmm. but I definitely am an in-betweener. And I, I totally respect a program that a is the grandfather of recovery. Oh yeah. B laid the groundwork for all these other programs and other lifestyles to come after that and C helps millions of people. Oh, so yeah. I can't I can't be mad at that. Yeah. Um but there are many more millions that it doesn't resonate with mm-hmm. and yep. um you know, so I've been sober since 2007. Um, I got sober at 24. I had just turned 24, so we're, we're really similar mm. in that way. Yep. Um, and hospitals were part of my story and yep. lots of terrible, icky things that I'm so grateful <laughs> don't yeah, happen yeah. anymore. Um, and at the time, AA was the only thing that was offered to me in a, when I went to um, an outpatient rehab. So mm-hmm. I went to an intensive outpatient program, yep. and um, it was basically 12-step facilitated. So... Um, it was, you know, the the rehab and then AA. And I didn't have a choice. And, of course, when you don't have a choice, you resent things more. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I felt going into it. But I gave it, I did give it a, a chance um, to let it percolate. And that first year, it didn't really do much for me. But I came back a couple years later and really got into it. I became hardcore. I got service positions. I had a sponsor. I worked the, the, the steps. I went to retreats. I had, like, I loved it. I lived and breathed it. And, um, and then, like, after it gave me a life, it became my life. Mm. And mm. I think that's pretty common in, in the D.C. area with, with a lot of the 12-step program groups there. But... I imagine that it, it can be that way with other groups in other parts of the country. So yeah. um, when it was starting to become my life, I was like, I need to kind of like put the brakes on a little bit because for me, it was part of my recovery menu. I didn't need it to stay sober. And I know that some people do need it and I'm not going to take that away from them. But yeah. for me, it was kind of like a, a value add um, until it until it wasn't. So I, I stopped going, but... I stayed sober, stayed in, in what I called recovery, which for me was going to therapy, mm-hmm. um, cutting out toxic people from my life, mm-hmm. um, working on the relationships that I have with my family, and taking better care of myself, exercising more, eating better, um, doing new activities that were healthy. And so reading a lot of self-help books oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and starting to get into yoga. And so that for me was recovery, and I, and I felt like... Um, at least when I was in the program, I felt that anything other than AA wasn't considered recovery. That's what I was told. Mm, uh, And so that was a big part of my trauma. It wasn't necessarily things that people did. It was just, um, it felt too rigid for me. So, um, really the reason I started my blog was because I was yearning for community and I was yearning for like, like sold, like hearted, Mm -hmm. um, but maybe also different opinioned people, Mm -hmm. um, to come together. And so, you know, in the features that I do, um, there are 12 steppers, there are smart recovery people, there are yogis, there Mm -hmm. are people who believe strongly in therapy. There are people who have 
done their own thing their own way. Mm -hmm. And um, I think a big part of the movement that we have now is both, you know, multiple pathways to recovery and then the sobriety spectrum, which... you know, it can include so so much more than just recovery. It's it's a really great time to be sober right now. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. so many things that are happening. There are so many more, like, I mean, I'm going to get into this tomorrow. I'm, I'm feeling the energy. Maybe it's the... <laughs> but I am a little bit like this anyway. <laughs> um, it really is, like, it's a, great, it's a great time to be sober. There's so many options, so many blogs and mm-hmm. podcasts and um, it's cool almost. groups. It's, it's like, it's cool It now. is cool it's, now. It's cool. Yeah. It's right? fucking cool. I can't believe that, right? It's like, <laughs> oh... Can I get a fist bump? Anyway, yeah, no, no, I'll yeah, get yeah, a fist bump yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is because right. it's almost like, oh, yeah, I don't do that shit, and I went through all that, and, and I, I totally see... The, the AA is not just the only way to stop drinking, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it's incredible because I think when you talked about the trauma, one of the things that I was introduced was um, religion in that sense with AA because yeah. higher power, right? Yeah. And they were, everything was God-related. The only way I stopped drinking was God. Yeah. That just something came over me and I stopped drinking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether you have religious beliefs or not, your higher power is something, mm-hmm. right? It, the, the, just the belief that you don't control what's going on in your body and in your life and your mentality. It's something above you does, mm-hmm. right? And maybe can give you some kind of light. And so I resonated with that. I mm-hmm. thought that was cool. But at the same time, I was like, you know, I don't know if I want to end up like this guy if all he does is come to meetings all the time because he still seems mad. He still mm-hmm. seems upset. He seems like he's not that great of a person because he's always irritated. I said, how can I get past that point when I walk out of the meeting and I'm you know, riding that so-called high from talking to people, mm-hmm. like, what do I do when I get down? You right. know, like, and so the therapy aspect, I was in therapy for a year, for mm-hmm. the first year. It was great mm-hmm. because at that point is when you start realizing the way that you function. Mm-hmm. And you start realizing little things like, what do you mean you only have one or two drinks at happy hour? Like, you don't have a little voice in your head that, mm-hmm. you know, that, that tells you to stop drinking? I'm like, no, I don't have one of those. Mm-hmm. Do you have one of those? And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, shit, well, okay, all right, I am a little awkward mm-hmm. Awkward then, okay? So when you go to therapy, they're like, well, when did it start? What do you notice? And, and then at the same time, well, what do you do when you're depressed normally? What do you do when you're anxious normally, when you're not drinking? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you do? I mean, my therapist said, don't do anything drastic your first year, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And Sounds it was like a, something you know, a sponsor right? would say. But it's funny. I but did, it's true. It's I just did, different language. I had a sponsor. He was intense, mm-hmm. very intense, like, a is the way, that's what got me clean, that's the way you can do it. I'm like, man, I don't think so. Like, mm-hmm. I got to do other stuff here. I just can't just spend every single day coming to a meeting. I got to do other things. And I'll be honest, I didn't do 30 and 30. Mm. Well, I kind of think I had to, but I think it was yeah, because you I had man- to sign papers. Well, you <laughs> see the mandated people. I did forge them. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, but like I said, everyone's different. And I'm sure that's exactly why you became a counselor. Right, well, I mean, I, I became a counselor because I... I really liked the idea of, of helping people, and uh, yeah, I was just didn't have much. I did, didn't have anything else to do with my life at you know, <laughs> twenty four, twenty five. Like really, I was like, I might as well just go to school. Um, <laughs> and I didn't know it would turn into like this this great career that mm-hmm. I've just enjoyed and worked with thousands of people. But I, I just you know want to kind of pull away from the whole AA thing because I I feel like, um, like you said, Laura, it's such a great time to to get sober, to get healthy. Um, I think that something is happening in this country um, and it's happening on the backs of, on the shoulders of, rather let me say that, on the shoulders of 
a lot of great uh, organizations that have just come online the last two or three years. And so um, there are more options, which I think is just an amazing thing. I think diversity is what has uh, enabled human beings to become the, the dominant species on this planet. And I think that the more diversity we have in solution or, or ways forward towards wellness is the best way. Like we, we function and thrive in diversity. And so if 12-step uh, groups aren't your jam, um, there's hip sobriety or she recovers or um, smart recovery. There's so many paths. And I think that uh, Sands Bar is a physical space to celebrate all of those paths. So everyone is absolutely welcome. Uh, I just want to be very clear about that. You know, I think um, sometimes people can hear that and say, well, that's not my experience, so it's not for me. If you want to stay sober for a night, come on down. Yeah. We've had people come in because we're on a row of bars. So there's like Rio Rita's right there, and there's a couple other bars like right there. So people will see a crowd, hear music, see lights, and, and they'll think, in there. oh, it's just a bar. Yeah. And so uh, more than once we've had people walk in, and uh, I'll ask them, like, hey, have you been drinking today and, or tonight? And they'll say, no, but we were about to. What do you got? And I'm like, well, this is sober bar. And they're like, sober. Like, it's like, I, yeah. like I'm speaking what? another language. That's, That's an oxymoron, damn it. That's not compute. Yeah. <laughs> like, so you don't have hard yeah. liquor? Yeah. yeah. So, oh, yeah. It's just beer and wine then? Yeah, okay. Is it BYOB? Is that what it is? Or what? <laughs> so, like, you know, there's a sober bar. And so I said, look, let me, let me get you a drink. And uh, check it out. If you if you haven't had anything to drink and you're just getting ready to start, then, you know, come on in. And so I've had people start their night at Sands Bar and end their night elsewhere. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah. they've, like, this is a cool space and we just kind of like this. We did, Or I've heard several times, like, we actually were looking for something that wasn't drinking tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we just because you forget that there's other options. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just like, right. Yeah. it's just like a societal thing. It's like when you go out at night, it's it's there's drinking. That's so, expected. Well, mm-hmm. you, have, yeah. you have people say it all the time, like, man, I'm so tired. I don't feel like going out, but I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna yeah. Go out. And they don't just go out and not drink. They go out and drink because that's what everybody's doing. But how many people, people come in here and they right. say, oh, I'm gonna drink tonight. I don't want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's what they say. But they wow. go out and the crowd is saying, well, we're gonna go to happy hour and then we're gonna do this. And I'm just like, well, just don't drink. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, but like, you know, I'm, I'm not drinking. The only one that's not drinking. Yeah, I'm like, the yeah, join the club here. I said, it's awesome. You save money. You know, you're getting home safely. Yeah, right. Like you're not getting in a fight I'm with wasting anyone. Wasting a day tomorrow. Yeah, yeah you're gonna get you're some good night's sleep, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you're I, gonna I remember totally get, going to sleep too. <laughs> you won't have to apologize for something the night before you don't remember doing. Like, yeah. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I like I like what you said about you know your your mentality as far as welcoming everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If for anyone who, and I, I hate to bring this back again, but the mentality comes a lot from AA, where you can join any group as a visitor across the country, mm-hmm. and it's like the most welcoming group. You can be completely diverse, look like you know a completely different person, and yet that person is automatically like, you're at least my friend for the next hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come in here, let's talk. I'll listen mm-hmm. to whatever you need. I'll be here for you if you need me mm-hmm. today. Yeah. To the point where they say, here's my number, here's whatever you need. And you sit down and talk with them afterwards, like, whatever you need, I, I, you know, even when the new people come in, hey, come back again, man. Mm-hmm. It's good mm-hmm. to see you again. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that's the mentality that you created over and there. And as you said that, I'm like, oh, that's where I got that from. Yeah, that's exactly where I got that from. That's exactly what it, what it is. Um, that piece of it, that inclusive piece of it, 
comes exactly from that experience. And I guess I just unconsciously like mirrored that into like that that social experience mm -hmm. um, because AA and other 12-step groups do a great job of that one single thing again they have one mission and that's to uh, provide a space for people who want to get sober and to give them their brand but even the text says that this isn't the only way yeah it says it very clearly. Like, yeah. and, and Bill Wilson in his own writings, I don't want to nerd out here, but he said in his own writings, there will be other paths, and yeah. that's totally okay. I mean, if people really read like some of his stuff, he, he got the idea that this was but one path. And so what I do take from it and what I do borrow from it is the idea that everyone is welcome, and I mean that um, our price structure is different from any other bar in the world. Um, we're like a buffet, <laughs> uh, you pay a $10 cover to get in and all the drinks you can have that night are included in your cup. That's awesome. What? That's yeah. so cool. I mean, come on. We're <laughs> <You're laughs> practically paying you to come. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. So, like, okay, $10. So, so last time a drink, you, one drink costs Yeah, that's $10. what it is nowadays. Yeah. So last time you bought a Topo Chico, how much you pay for a Topo Chico? I mean, three, four dollars. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So like, come to Sands Bar. You can have two Topo Chicos. You can have 20 Topo Chicos. You can have whatever. Vaughn <laughs> like, so like, I'm down. I'm, I'm bringing my own limes. I'm bringing yeah, my, bring my own limes. <laughs> okay, so that was, a, that was a great question. That was a great oh. You asked me, you, you mouthed, I kind of heard how over you, yeah, How do you make money and sustain the bar then at that? At those great times? question. Fantastic question. <laughs> uh, we have wonderful partnerships with uh, fantastic companies such oh, as Topo Chico Sparkling okay. Mineral Water and Dry Soda Company and uh, a lot of other uh, beverage companies. And so they invest into our vision. That's awesome. And so we yeah. can invest into other people's yeah, lives sure. and create this, space, this safe space. And uh, we're going to duplicate this uh, around the world. But before you start talking about, about around the country and around the world, uh, you mentioned the whole idea of like going out and going out when you don't want to. Um, that is why Sober South by Southwest is a huge uh, project that I'm working on. And uh, last year we did 200 people. This year we're aiming for 400 plus. That's awesome, man. Hey, Good we can for help you. anyway. We we'll help. We'll, we sure. would love to help because that's one of the other things about South by. I remember that is that you get a free keg of beer everywhere you want, free food, free drinks. Wow. First of all, I don't want all tacos all day long. I love tacos, <laughs> but I just I'm like I can't have leftover breakfast tacos at four in the <laughs> right, afternoon, right, right? right? And then of course it's like, well, what do you have to drink? So I'd bring my water container everywhere, mm -hmm. and that's all it was, was just water. Mm -hmm. And then the truth is, I don't drink sodas anymore. Mm -hmm. So then it's like, well, I love Topo Chico, but still, it's like. <laughs> I just can't drink Topo Chico all day because okay. there's mm -hmm. something about it. It's, it's like a very flat beer to me sometimes. Mm. Like it brings back. This I understand weird... with like Lacroix, I love some flavors, but other parts remind me kind of of beer. Yeah. So I love dry soda and that like it's slightly sweet yeah. with cane sugar, but like it's not like an overwhelmingly sweet mm -hmm. like Coke. Yeah. And it yeah. doesn't feel like. Ugh. Yeah. Like... <laughs> we went to Sway uh, a couple weeks ago and they had a what a strawberry basil yeah. vinegar oh, drink. Yeah. Mm. I'm and it was really good. It was awesome. And kombucha. I was like, well, see, that's the thing. thing. It's I, very interesting. I don't do kombucha, but mm. I'm like, I wanted something else other than just water a topo. Yeah. And that vinegar, I was like, this is, I could totally get behind this. Yeah, so mm -hmm. shrubs are the, you know, drinking vinegars. Uh, that's, again, so into shrubs. part of this growing uh, market of, like, sober spaces and sober drinks and sober apparel. Like, there is this, this wave coming. And, um, you know, for a long time, I think 
the, the whole world is waiting on that, like, first something. So great um, apple cider drinking, uh, apple cider vinegars and yeah. things like that are great. You mentioned kombucha. So we don't serve kombucha at Sands Bar. Um, we don't serve alcohol-free beer or wine. Yep. Um, and that's only because I'm just very dialed into what... Uh, that's more of my clinical hat, right? Like no, my, my, I understand. As a counselor... I'm, I'm keenly aware that a lot of people go uh, or live in sober living establishments and uh, those those products are forbidden or not allowed in those establishments and so I try to make it safe for people that are in sober living mm-hmm. or even in treatment and so we do get people that come in from treatment from time to time. Yeah, of course. So mm-hmm. uh, kombucha is just one of those things where uh, we, we just that's that's not safe for us, and yeah. and and that's just my opinion, mm-hmm. and, I, and I don't mean to disparage anyone. No, else. no. I understand. It's like having an O'Doul's bottle right. right in your hand. You're thinking like I I never even wanted to drink that because I was like that's just the, crossing the line, right? Because I'm thinking if I'm thinking it's beer and it tastes like beer, mm-hmm. I'm just like it, that doesn't help separate me and distance me, right? It's mm-hmm. kind of like, um, like if you had the little liquor glasses. You know, yeah. and I just drank something like that all the time. I was like, I don't want to do it. But like, it was funny when I'd go back to the bars, like after I stopped drinking, I was like, what do I do with my hands? <laughs> right. Like I need a drink in my hand. So I'm sitting right. there pounding water and I'm just like, dude, I need to go to the bathroom like all the time. But I'm just sitting there like, I'm not smoking. I'm not yeah. drinking. Like, God dang it. What do I do with my hands? Like, yeah. I don't know what to do. Yeah. 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 So now you can put a healthier drink I in there. Put a drink in your hand. And I think that's just part of the experience. Um, but yeah, we, we get great sponsorships from from companies that just believe in what we're doing. Um, and we're always looking for more because that keeps that model uh, possible. Now, Austin's a city where that's been a- we're, able to, we're able to do that at that price. But, you know, when we go to L.A., um, when we go to New York, you know, those prices may rise a little bit just to kind of uh, match, you know. Yeah. The, the reality of things. But DC too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. DC. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to mention a, a quick thing about DC and about sort of this like inclusivity. Um, are we out? <clears throat> Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, before before Chris talks a little bit about the national, can you say okay? Because okay, because that's really exciting too. The national pop up tour, which is which is going to start soon, and he's going to talk more about that. But um, there are a couple of brands of non alcoholic beverages back in DC that I'm a huge huge fan of, and the interesting thing is that the the founders of these brands. Um, aren't in recovery, but they, they're part of that growing health and wellness and, um, just this sort of sobriety spectrum. So I'm going to give a plug (laughs) to Element Shrubs, which is one of my favorite DC brands, Mm -hmm. um, all about the shrubs. So they do like a shrub soda, um, and then they do like, um, pure shrubs that you can just mix into different, um, mocktails and spirit-free beverages and into your... I just put it into some seltzer water. So by shrub, but, you um, mean apple cider vinegar base? It's an apple cider vinegar mm-hmm. base, yeah. Um, but it's more of like a concentrate. Mm-hmm. Um, but the founder um, and his wife started this company because when she was pregnant, she was like, I was looking around, going out, and there was nothing tasty or healthy available to me as, you know, as a pregnant woman going to a bar or restaurant. Um, and this was before, like a lot of restaurants have since sort of gotten on the bandwagon and, and, and they have some spirit free or alcohol free, um, options, small on the menu, but still it's something. Um, so she, they were like, let's just play around in the kitchen and see what we can come up. And it was just for themselves. And then it went, you know, it's, it's gotten pretty big in the DC area. And then another one called Sip City, which is, Mm -hmm. um, 
It's a switchel. I don't know if you guys have What's heard it? of switchel. It's the know. weirdest sounding um, old timey word, but it really is old timey. It's from back in the haymakers days of like colonial America, where these hay, like just people who put like like bales of hay together, they would be out in the sun and they would need something to hydrate themselves and too much water would actually be detrimental. So they would have this, um, this uh, ginger, honey, um, and like there's, there's something else. There might be some vinegar in it, but it's not a fizzy, it's not a fizzy experience. Anyway, and the, and the founder, Nikki, um, she, she's not sober in recovery, but she was like, I'm just tired of this getting crazy at bar culture. Mm. And she said she had a, a bit of a like crazy college time. I did too. Um, she's like, let me, you know, and I just want to like do something different. So there's just a lot of that popping up everywhere. Mm. And speaking of pop-ups. Yeah. Segway. <laughs> I'm really cheesy. Lots of dad jokes. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if I, if I may. Yeah, of course. Uh, so we want to take this idea, this concept and, uh, make it, uh, grow beyond Austin um, because the growth is the right word because it's, it's not going to be an overnight kind of thing but it's going to be uh, you know growth and so we've already established uh, an affiliate location in Kansas City um, Sandspar Kansas City uh, we're doing a pop their first pop-up uh, for New Year's Eve mm. oh that's nice really yeah because because I guess apparently yeah. y'all did one did y'all do a New Year's Eve party last year yourselves here we did not actually I was on a Boat. I was on oh. a cruise. I was on a fucking boat. I was on a boat. I was on a boat. We did a family cruise. <laughs> That's awesome. We did a cruise uh, last year. So I was actually was not uh, even in Austin. So um, there are plenty of alternatives uh, for New Year's Eve. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys. Yeah, we're live. What's <laughs> happening? This is all part of the experience here right. at MS Dubs. <laughs> I like that. Right. Ooh. Last one. Here we go. Oh God! There we go. Yeah, right. perfect. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Continue, Chris. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, no, I just. I'm this is usual. I'm proud of myself for not passing out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Am I gonna Baby do it?" Baby steps forward. And I'm about to You're go viral. <laughs> You're staying hydrated, though. I'm the, about to go yeah. viral. But the listeners at home, yes, Laura was getting an IV, and I, I took it out, so everyone yeah. was was oh, breathless true. for a yeah. second. And I watched. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Kids, I don't try this at and home. I did not think. So. <laughs> yeah. Proud of myself today. Um, I am proud of myself. Um, so yeah, so yeah, we're doing this pop up New Year's Eve in Kansas City, and then um, January sixteenth uh, in Seattle, we are doing um, the kickoff of our national tour. We're going to tour ten plus cities in the next year, and do pop ups in each of those cities. Uh, so it's going to be, I think, just starting off. Uh, Seattle, L.A., uh, St. Louis, and New York um, in the first quarter. So, um, yeah, we're taking this show on the road, and we're going to show mm -hmm. other cities uh, how we get down in Austin. That's so but cool. But talk about That's the awesome. second quarter because... <clears throat> oh, yeah. So, so yeah. I'm not subtle, everyone. I'm really not. <laughs> so, Q2... Uh, Sands Bar is coming to Washington, D.C. Yeah. 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 So we'll be teaming up uh, to provide a sober, uh, fun night out in D.C., which I'm really excited about. Yeah. That's, That's so cool. cool. I'm excited, too. That's yeah. cool. Will you so, be around in Austin in April? 
Yeah, so we'll stay open here uh, in Austin, and we'll just, once a month, we'll go to each city. Um, we still have uh, Chicago in the works. We have New Orleans in the works. Uh, we're still trying to lock down Vegas, although it's going to mm -hmm. be this, that's Orlando. tougher. I was thinking we could probably do something at Paleo Effects, and we're going to have our lounge there, too. Mm. Yeah, we could. We'd be happy to promote y'all. I mean, the, I'm so proud that this is in Austin. Yeah. Like, this, this means a lot, because I've heard plenty of people say... <laughs> I learned how to drink in Austin and I learned how to be sober in Austin, mm. you know, because that's essentially what it is. And so I, I love that we're cutting edge here. Oh and man. You, and you, you brought this out here. Like, this is so cool. Yeah. I'm very grateful for the opportunity to, to be in this city. I mean, you said it earlier, uh, but this is the city where cities come to drink. Mm. Like this is where cities come to get drunk. Yeah. Bourbon Street comes to 6th Street to get drunk. Yeah, that says something right there. Know. I didn't oh. even know. Oh, oh. yeah. Well, in New Orleans, like, it was funny because... Well, Nashville is cray-cray. So, Balder and I would go to, like, you know, New Orleans for college, mm -hmm. right? It, in San Antonio, it's straight up I-10, right? So, it's like an eight-hour drive. And I remember we got in there. We pulled at a gas station. They're like, uh, you know, it was like three in the morning or something. I remember they're like, you can still buy beer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Like, you can still buy beer? It's 3 in the morning. And they're mm -hmm. like, where are you from? And they're like, we're from Texas. Like, oh, man, the, the bars aren't even closed here in New Orleans. You know, some of them just <laughs> stay open all night. And mm -hmm. I was like, what? Mm -hmm. Like, people would die if they did that in Texas yeah. because right. it would just be excessive, right? Mm -hmm. But um, going to, like, New Orleans, people go there to get on Bourbon Street, and you can take your drinks all over the place and all that, too. People will literally have every single bachelor party, bachelorette mm -hmm. party, uh, caravan buses. They come mm -hmm. all and just drop them off. Ball bar crawls. Like mm -hmm. you've seen that. Yeah. I'm sure they have the in pedals. DC. The pedals. Not in DC, but Nashville. I've been. I'm like, know. what the hell? Yeah. I, I can't imagine. You, you ride bulls. Yeah. I've ridden a bull and a whale in New Orleans. Oh well. Um, yeah. <laughs> we don't all have any whales here. <laughs> all the animals. <laughs> yeah, but animals we don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they have that here. It's almost like anything is attached with drinking, like 5K runs. 10k runs. Oh, I have. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? The mean, mar the margarita no deal. I'm just yes. like, what? I'm Giving like, them a beer right after they finish. Although I've I've read an. I don't want to get into it. Well, no, I, I, I question too from the science like, test. Well, what's the carbs and it's yeah. electrolytes? So get you can that. you can do chocolate milk. Well, and you can do other. No, I, you can. I'm just saying it's just very weird because that's sponsorship, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Imagine if it was the sponsors coming in saying Topo Chico supports this run. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure everyone would walk around with a Topo and they wouldn't care. Mm -hmm. Like I remember it was that the the marathon. Uh, what was it? The rock and roll one. Yeah. It was sponsored by Michelob Light. So yeah. afterwards, everyone like funneled in, and you could tell everyone was cramping up and all that. Like, I don't want any more water. I want a beer. You know? I'm just like, why? Why? But they had like Third Eye Blind playing, so people stuck around, mm -hmm. and they turned into a bar and everything. And you were that like, let's raised. go, man. Like, <laughs> I don't want to do this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. High school. Yeah, but that's, yeah. but that's, you know, college, high school, whatever. I mean, it's this is a place where people come to party. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's incredible because now as I get older – um, you know, I, I look and say, well, what's the point of staying out late? And I mean, that old phrase, like uh -huh. you, anyone that stays out past midnight, there's nothing good that right. happens, right? <laughs> but with Sandbar, y'all stay open until what? We're open until midnight. Yeah. Uh, we're so open you, you follow by that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we mostly because I'm 35, I work 8 hours a job, and I'm old. You know, like. Sensible. I, yeah. like, I love by it. the time I close the bar, it is 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, when I get out of the bar, yeah, it's, it's. It's uh you know taco C and, and yeah and to, and topo chico and going to bed like I I I make it that time because it's me that opens and we have a bartender and some staff but uh, really I make sure that things close down and so uh, that and we want to make sure that our patrons get home safely that's the other thing so we want to 
get people home before Eat it gets drunks. cray on the road. You know, it just, it amazes me that we still have Uber and Lyft and all these other places and people still choose to drink and drive. Mm-hmm. Or now they have yeah. those little scooters now. Yes. <laughs> They're riding all the places. Scooter like, just, and drive? Wow. Just they I mean, stop working after midnight, right? Do know. they? I think so. I huh. thought so. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I feel the like I want to say something to the live attendees of our little thing about tomorrow. Oh. You, should, you should come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, speaking of. Because I know. Right? Great awareness. <laughs> See, it must have been that. Oh, you're just aware. But I'm like this. On it. I'm like this. I'm laser focused. But maybe it is a little bit, but like, when will I really feel it? What uh, did she get in there, by the way? Let's, uh, let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you got the vitamin B6. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of that. The P5P, which is why it was yellow. Um, that boosts serotonin dopamine. So I know you're giddy and you're happy and stuff, but if you're feeling like more elated, then that's probably one of the reasons why. But you also mm-hmm. said you were deficient. I actually right. have deficiencies, right. yes. Okay. And then uh, <laughs> I put, <laughs> I did put a little taurine. Was that? <laughs> and that, that was a detoxer. It gives you energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I put a little bit of glutamine and B5 with it. A glutamine nice. helps with gut and brain. B5 just kind of calms down as well. But Does um, glutamine also help with metabolism? Too? It can. It yeah. can. Yeah, mm-hmm. even for like bodybuilders, it helps with muscle mass. I have a friend who really. started an yeah. amino acid adaptogen and vitamin supplement company uh, called Very Every Day. Um, she's based out in LA and um, she's, in, she's in long-term recovery, but she started this company because she wanted to provide supplements that um, could... She's not a doctor, but could, in theory, help someone um, to get off of antidepressants. I, I think it's great. You should put her in contact with us. I because will totally hook you guys up. Here's the science behind it. So um, when we say we detox, because I was, remember I told you we detox everything. <laughs> We've I've literally seen people who, when we detox them, we're detoxing their liver, right? And so mm. you imagine years and years and years of abuse. Mm. The amazing thing about the liver is if it's not cirrhotic, Right, mm-hmm. if it's a healthy liver, you can cut it in half and it'll regenerate completely, one hundred percent. Right, mm-hmm. so you imagine the years and years and years of abuse that we put on it, and we're still okay. Imagine it can't go too much longer. Mm-hmm. So when you detox the liver, what happens is you get all the crap that you've stored forever, mm-hmm. and then uh, when somebody does go out and drink, they're like, "I only got like one drink in last night. I was like plastered mm-hmm. because we're getting that out of their system wow. and all that too." So. For people who are doing that, it helps with hangovers. For other people, it can help them reduce inflammation. Mm-hmm. Now, we have certain things that I've looked and researched, like N-acetylcysteine, mm-hmm. which is a big liver detoxer. They give it for uh, acetaminophen overdoses in the hospital. My therapist oh, wow. taught me about NAC as an OCD Bingo. thing because I have OCD, and it's actually one of the things I struggle with the most out of anything to this day. And I started taking NAC, but it actually didn't do much for oh, me. I should have put it in there, too, um, because we have it over well, there. Well, I wasn't like, hey, I know, I'm, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm OCD, I'm nice OCD, to meet yeah. you. I mean, I do talk about it on my blog all the time, but we're still, like, getting... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. By the way, I didn't want to just assume, you know, but, like, like yeah, like, that's one of the things we mm. put in there mm. to help detoxify. And then uh, if there's an addictive personality aspect to it, mm-hmm. it can possibly kind of be that in-between because when you talk about <laughs> medications, and that's the other thing you've seen in, in the clinical work, mm-hmm. um, antidepressants, anti-anxiety, sleeping pills, right. like, you know, and then you mix in the people that have bipolar, right. they're manic, all this other stuff. And it's funny because none of, they, they control it. And there's certain people that need medication. Don't Absolutely. get me wrong. Like, they yeah. have to be on to stabilize. Yeah. But then they're also like, well, what else could I do? Mm-hmm. And so things like NAC is one of the things we try to implement. Say, hey, mm. this is something that could help you. And then at the same time, uh, maybe there's a couple other vitamins or amino acids mm-hmm. that could go in there and also kind of promote the production of, mm-hmm. you know, maybe melatonin. 
mm-hmm. or GABA or mm-hmm. something else mm-hmm. that kind of calms them down because they're still like, I'm having trouble sleeping. Right. I don't want to just mm-hmm. up my dosage of something else. What else can I take? Mm-hmm. And we've seen this paradigm shift into the medical world now where this pharmaceutical grade vitamins that they're prescribing yeah. now. Like one of the things is called Deplin and mm-hmm. it's methyl B9. And I was just on the phone earlier with someone today and, uh, anxious, bipolar, you know, a couple other things. He's on a SSRI right now. Mm-hmm. But um, he's like, well, you think this Deplin would help me? I haven't taken it because mm-hmm. I don't want to take anything else. I'm like, that's a prescription B vitamin there. Like, mm-hmm. that's great for you. Take it. Mm-hmm. And so we'll start seeing more of those down the road because cool. I think it, it's a necessity, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people just say, I don't want to take right. medicine anymore. Right. What else can I do? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Do you do you do 5-HTP as well? Here? You can. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. There's actually some yeah, up there. Yeah, because that's also like a... I'm learning from from my friend Rinda, who has this company. Um, I've been learning so much about amino acids and about, um, well, yeah, adaptogens and vitamins. But just, um, yeah, like, <laughs> is the adaptogen word kind of, like, funny? No. No? Well, no. no, it's no. because <laughs> you're speaking Oh, I'm speaking your language. I'm like, that's funny. What's funny? No, but 5-HTP is also supposed to be really good for OCD. I just haven't had, like medical grade 5-HTP and I, I could really use some. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know yeah, a guy yeah, that I can Can you pay my deal? Like I just had an yeah, IV, yeah. you guys. That's yeah. funny. Like, Joy makes on. the same kind of like look at me. She's like, do you have NAD? Do you have CoQ10? And she's like, I need it, please. And it's I'm it's like, also a, a, a little bit of pride from that laughter that I get because it's like, that was, that's been our mission mm. this whole time. It's like we focus on education first, right? Because I think that people do make the right decisions mm. when they understand them. Absolutely. The problem is, is that we get all this, like, media and commercials about how what is good for you when it's, like, really not. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times when I hear speaking someone speaking like you are right now, it's like, that's awesome. Like, that's, yeah. That, mm. That's great. And that's I just learned about this yeah. year. And but, I mean, but it's yeah. all true. And that's just like the option with Sandbar. You want another option out yeah. there, right? Mm-hmm. And so 5-HTP, GABA, right taurine, <laughs> Uh, magnesium, uh, all of those things activate all these wonderful neurotransmitters mm-hmm. in our brain. Mm-hmm. And so what we've encountered on is, and all the things that we've been given, we've always wondered, like, why are people feeling this way? Like, they come out here and they feel giggly, right? right? They feel bubbly. And right. it's like, it's because we literally created serotonin and dopamine to increase. Mm-hmm. And most people think about it as, an, oh, well, they're just going to be happy. It's like, no, like, serotonin can help with blood pressure, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It can help with uh, movement and behavior. Mm-hmm. So... If someone's depleted in dopamine, I mean, you know that's related to Parkinson's, but it's also functioning. I was functioning. just going to say and that my yeah. aunt was on, was on like medical grade dopamine supplements when she, she had Parkinsonism and unfortunately she lost her battle a couple years ago, um, but dopamine really, really helped her and it wasn't mm-hmm. the Parkinsonism that, that killed her. Um, it was just the fact that she had just a lower capacity to fight, to fight illness, um, <clears throat> but yep. yeah, dopamine was a big part of, um, we, yeah, I, I, down a little. Well, no, <laughs> no, I understand. But see, that's the thing. My aunt has Parkinson's as well. And I, I brought some of the vitamins up there with me, mm. uh, just to give her not the shots or IVs, obviously, but I'm also conscious of the make sure like I don't want to interact with what she's taking. But right. at the same time, a lot of the medications that people take deplete you yeah. of certain vitamins. So I'm like, all right, well, you should be taking this with you, with everything right. else, right? Doctors don't tell people that yet because they just don't know about it yet. Mm-hmm. But this is biochemical basis, like 101. Mm-hmm. Like this is how your body functions. And so I always tell people, you don't have a deficiency in Prozac. Mm-hmm. Could you have a deficiency in B6 right. or B12? Right. And maybe that's the missing link to why you're not functioning like mm-hmm. you should, right? Mm-hmm. So when we give mm-hmm. those reactions and we give those things to people, it's incredible because they come back and say, like, 
wow, I had the best night of sleep ever. My mood's so much better. I've had so many spouses come and say, you helped save our marriage. Mm. And I'm not intending it. They walked in here saying, I'm tired all the time. Mm. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, well, let's see what happens when you replenish what they're depleted in, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you do that, you give them a new new outlook on life and they function better. Mm -hmm. And so it's incredible to think that this could be an option as well when people are thinking like, well, what else do I do with my depression? What else yeah. do I do with when I'm not taking my pills or yeah. you know, something else? And so, so like we, this. so we pride ourselves on that. And I think that's, yeah. that's why, you know, hearing about y'all's story is that once again, going back to it, out of chaos comes something great. Mm-hmm. Every time that something great happens, usually there was chaos right before. Mm-hmm. And so what you have to do is figure out one, how to survive that chaos. Mm-hmm. And then two, how can you make something great out of it that not only is great for your situation, but for everyone else involved? You know, you think about Bill's story. Yeah. I mean, and you said it too with AA. One of the reasons why I think it's so great is this thing's self-sustaining, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. there's, I mean, there's no outside contrib- contributions, right? <laughs> That's what we used to say in the meetings, right? But it's like, this has been gone forever. And now like this is, this is like for the people. Mm-hmm. There's no infants, there's no donors, there's no mm-hmm. sponsors, mm-hmm. right? You're saying this is for the people because this is for them. We're trying to do the same thing. We're saying this is for for everyone else, right? And I hope that people uh, take it to heart. They learn something and then they pass along because what you're doing with your learning of uh, adaptogens, you're gonna pass along to someone else. And so you know what? That helped me too. Oh yeah, you made this cool drink, whatever. You did this pop up. Hey, well I'm in St. Louis and we need this over here. Can you come do this for us and mm-hmm. go change some lives over mm-hmm. here? Can you bring this to Miami? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you bring this to Amsterdam, right? <laughs> right? You know, and all of a sudden it's like, look what you created mm-hmm. and your legacy is in the idea that you're helping people. Right. right. And that's the coolest thing. You open a bar to help people. No, and I, if I could just really quickly just right? back to the you know what you said about education, uh working in the mental health field, um so many people uh, because of culture, because of, uh, you know, lack of education and understanding, will say, I don't want prescription medication. And I think, and again, I'm not endorsing nor speaking for any anyone but my own opinion here. Um, it is so needed for, for counselors and other clinicians to say, okay, so you don't want to take Prozac, but here's another option. And yeah. I think for the longest time... Um, We've just been so binary in our, as, a, as, a, as an industry, we've been so binary in our, our diagnosis. And you're just like, here's, here's what you can do. Either you do this or you do, you do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's just like, that's not going to work. That's not inclusive. And so how beautiful. Uh, I just had this, this wonderful image of like the entire rainbow, like the, entire, <laughs> the entirety of um, solutions coming to the fore. And so I think that, you know, just that education piece. And I think... Um, East Austin needs this. East South, you know, like Buda, Kyle, uh, all these places that are not the hip happening parts of Austin uh, could really use some more education because I know that that just that just touched something inside of me. Yeah. I know that so many people um, have died because they don't want to take what the doctor prescribes them, but they don't want to. They don't know of any other solution. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. Dude, yeah. we should do some, like, uh, happy hour lunch and learns. You really, really, I mean, I think like, it's just a cool mm-hmm. thing, like, oh, man. Oh, um, ooh, that was just, <laughs> yeah. like, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, happy hour and learn. <laughs> there's, there's, some, there's something there because I don't like it when people say, and that's why, again, Sandsbar or these other ideas out there, when people say, okay, I'm not doing 12-step groups. I don't want to do it. I, I don't believe in it, whatever. I love saying, great. 
here's this, 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 and this. Yeah. What don't you like about those? Okay, then there's this, this. There's no reason why you can't have a way forward. And uh, again, this is just as a counselor, I'm thinking this. And so, uh, gosh, I think education would just be so important. Yeah. Uh, so many people, I think, uh, think about this side of town and think that there's not a solution for him, for them here in this side of town. Hmm. But people in East Austin need what you're doing here in West Austin. And um, it's incredible. Thank you so much, both of you, for and everyone here for, for doing the incredible work that you do because I think it... Um, it's, it's transformative. Yeah. Well, the feeling is mutual. I, sure. Like I said, I'm, I'm grateful that we have a community that's building like this in Austin and people that come in here just to be a part of it and, and emphasize it and spread the word. Um, it changes the whole outlook on things like New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. and, and and South by Southwest mm -hmm. and just even going out mm -hmm. anymore now you know and so I'm thankful because I can't wait to go and check this place out yeah. right yeah. and you know and, and, and just take people and be like hey you know like this is a cool little hangout now like I can go home to my wife and say hey I found a place we can go hang out now that I'm going to feel comfortable in then and I'm not going to. Well, and ten dollars all you can drink it's a wellness, it's a wellness fee yeah. right yeah it like, is it's a yeah. investment in your health right yeah. right well, People will tell me all the time, like, 10 bucks? Why well, have to pay 10 bucks? I'm like, how much did you spend on a night out? Like, really? Like, how much did you spend it's $10 on a drink? A drink. And then the food, yeah. because you get hungry. How much did you spend oh, yeah. on, like, you know, meth, bad or crack food. cocaine? Like, how much does 10 bucks? <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah. I know. Yeah. It's so quick how people's perspective can and, and, and I think that, that that kind of is what happens when you have this idea, like, when you grow up or you recover in a an environment that makes everything free. Mm. Uh, and in some, you know, spheres, I think that you're used to, people are used to getting things for free. And uh, we really say that that $10 is an investment. Um, you know, I believe that this will really, that we will, Sandsbar will change the world 10 bucks at a time. That's awesome, That's man. Cool. I, yeah. I love that. That yeah. is so cool. Shivers. Well, we'll be happy to promote that change. I appreciate it. And we'll be happy to stand behind it because what y'all are doing is incredible. Yeah, it's fun. Mm -hmm. We really, we really enjoy it. Thank you guys for having so, us. Yeah, yeah. No, so uh, we're wrapping up. Tell us once again, Sands Bar event tomorrow night. Yes, 1818 East 12th Street, uh, 8 p.m. Um, yeah. Check us out at uh, Sands Bar, Sands underscore bar on Instagram and Facebook. And the website is thesandsbar.com. And, and your website. at We Are Sober on Instagram and Twitter, although that's like, I'm not a big Twitter person. It's still around? But it's still around. <laughs> okay. At We Are Sober and thesobrietycollective.com is my website. And I'm speaking tomorrow at yeah. 9 something. 9.15. 9.15. 9.15. 9.15. So yeah. we'll see what happens. <laughs> Bring cash. Yeah. <laughs> Bring cash. $10 yeah. cash. Or buy online because we actually... Chris, I, I'm saying we, but yeah, I mean, there is an online option to yeah, buy a ticket buy ahead online, of time. It just, yeah. Um, and the cool thing is too is that if you buy online and you uh, send us a message that hey, I'm in uh, Belgium, but I can't, I can't attend. Uh, we will give that. We'll set aside that ten dollars. And when someone comes and says I can't afford to come in tonight. We make sure that that person. There we go, in. man. Okay. Cool. Just thinking everything. I love it. So we're live yes. streaming boiler room style too. Or what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> support support these guys. Stream. They're they're wonderful. <laughs> they have they have a wonderful mission. I, I can't thank y'all enough. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for coming on. This has been one of our best podcasts, yeah, I believe, right? Perfect. And uh, wow. thank you, Joy, for setting this up. <laughs> thanks, Joy. Thank right. It's yeah. joyful. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys.